I can't believe you watched that trash. I don't, I don't understand the appeal. How can you listen to that? Why are you so into this? Ever heard these phrases about something you love from your friends and loved ones? Wish that you could sit them down and explain to them the merits of your favorite things in a non-judgmental conversation? Welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast all about your problematic faves. I'm your host, Brandon Beck. And I'm your co-host, Beth Scorzato. And we're here to listen. Mason has been singing and dancing to Kokomo for like three Ooh. days. For like three days. It's been Aruba, Jamaica. And he's Ooh, right. I like for the first two days, I didn't Bermuda. hate it. It was only this morning when he was Come like, on, pretty mama. Kilago, Montego. Baby, why don't we go down to Kokomo? Let's get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we want to go. Went out to Kokomo. Port Prince. You want to catch a glimpse. Hi, everyone, and welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast about your problematic faves. Um, I'm Brandon Beck. Uh, I'm Beth Scorzato, Googling a thing. Hi. Um, a little distracting. Yeah, and we're here today with our guest, uh, Diana DeLuna. Oh, hello, and good afternoon. Hi. And whatever time you're watching this or listening Listen, to Listening. This. It, this, there's no yes, video. That, yes, yes, that's why I, I mean, didn't you put can makeup like on. pick a video online and like watch it without sound and just have an experience. We're all multitaskers. Yeah. See if we sync up with um, Wizard of Oz or something. I don't know. That would, ooh, we should do that. Like, we should do that as a bonus episode, just like do new sound effects and lines for uh no do you know what i'm talking about i do dark side of the moon yeah okay but that's not sound effects that's an album well, well right but we're not an album okay whatever official did video you guys, of, official did video you of did you think you're into it just go watch the uh 10 hours of he-man with no sound oh. did you guys ever see in the early i don't know when we were in college so i guess the early days of internet creativity sure um when the first harry potter came out and that dude just like recorded his own version of oh, Harry Potter. You mean wizard with all people, the, dear reader? Yes, dear yes. reader, wizard people. By that, Brad Neely. That like blew my mind yeah. when it came out. Do you know I've actually never seen Harry Potter or any of the sequels, <laughs> but I have seen Dear Wizard, oh, wow. a wizard. That's... And so in my mind, like people's names are Roast Beefy Leaf. And, sure. Like, Ronnie yeah, the Bear. Ronnie the Bear, yeah. Nearly dead Dumbledore. Yeah. I occasionally will still just think about Dumbledore stood up and told a joke about death. <laughs> yeah, that which was... is oh god, it's Who so. Who is that guy? That's a, that's Brad is... Neely. He's Brad a cartoonist. Neely. He created um, China, Illinois, and uh, the Professor Brothers. Okay, uh, he, he's had a, co- a couple shows on Adult Funny Swim. Guy. Oh yeah, he he's got a sketch show now mm-hmm. called uh, Brad Neely, <laughs> Neely's Hargnollin Sclopio Peepio. My cat is I'm just sorry. Like, yeah, and we we. I'm sorry, people. I'm laughing because we have two cats, and yeah. one of them just finally got off the table after us trying to get her off the table for like ten minutes, and, and now, now the, the other one the hopped other up. One is, and yep. This one has a very serious brow. She does. She's a very like like she she's gonna push that thing right out of or into she, your face. Yeah, yeah. A, a serious brow, but yet her eyes always look startled. <laughs> it's just she's yeah. like it's constantly like oh god what am I doing what has oh she god. seen yeah she, she's seen oh she's seen some she's, 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 she's seen, seen some shit. shit she looks like she has she's she's been alone with me in my private time she has seen oh. some shit much um, like every much mouth. like every pet yeah yeah so anyway speaking Diana, of hell hi. hello <laughs> uh, right that's a thing isn't it yes the hell mouth yes yes this is what we're here for it was a good segue no it was a very good segue I know I tried to drop that in <laughs> 
welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, um, I brought notes to keep us on track. Uh, you're here. <laughs> you're here today to talk with us about uh, Joss Whedon's uh, uh, first TV series. Yes, and perhaps best. I think so. I know that's highly debated, but I think that that's that really it lays the groundwork for everything he did. It really does, and just for like hour long genre dramas in general. Oh yeah, and uh, like also, then. I was just because we talked about this. I was rewatching this morning to just kind of get in the groove for this, and like this all show was also had like twenty four episodes a season, which yeah. is like almost unheard of now. We're so used to these like fourteen episodes, yeah, and the then, old WB or like days. or like six episodes, then two month break, and then yeah. you get the but like twenty four fucking episodes. That's like um like Little House on the Prairie shit. Yeah. Like Michael Landon was yeah. making like thirty episodes. I don't know. Gilligan's Island yeah. did thirty five a year. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah th- those shows back in, back in that day was like that's like making like six yeah. movies in yeah. a year. Like I I watched uh I watched the monkeys last summer. It ran for two seasons, but there's like ninety episodes. Yeah, same thing with I Love Lucy. People think that was so many seasons. It's just so many Does, episodes they cranked out. These people were like working. These kids on Buffy were working. Does anyone actually love Lucy? Like I don't oh, know I anyone. Love Lucy. Okay. Oh, I many love people do, Lucy. Yeah. Okay. And Disney Arnaz too. That's yes. true. It's because I, I I heard Leonard Malton a little while ago say like you know everyone everyone loves Lucy. I'm like I don't know if I do. You've just probably never really been. I think you to just it. like like no, I saw chaos a bunch of it when I was <laughs> yeah <thinks> so. yeah <laughs> just a... Lucy was too too down the middle, too down right? the straight and narrow, not like you know edgy enough. No, I thought that was a pretty great show. It still makes me laugh. Um, Fair enough. But tell like, me wrong. I like, and again, let's uh, tie it into Buffy. Sure. I like a little bit of simplicity, and I think that that's the great thing that Joss Whedon was able to do in the show is like to hold on to like this very traditional sitcommy kind of fun Scooby game. Sure. Um, but to make it like super, this is like the ultimate Gen X show, mm. you See, know. He would, and and he would disagree with me now classifying this show that way. But I, I similarly, I love a show that is simplistic that I can watch without having to watch. Yeah. Um. And and I love a show like that. And he he doesn't. I can't do it. Like I. But it's... but you love this. I do. Well, I for me, I can't watch something non-critically just because I spend so much of my time thinking about how TV works Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to Mm -hmm. make TV happen that like it's hard to not watch it without thinking see what I really mean is I can watch Law and Order for hours on end because it's oh yeah perfect and stupid oh yeah don't need to pay attention to it and if you you watch watch some of the I some Criminal Minds I've watched Criminal Minds yeah Criminal Minds I can't keep keep track of any of these she can't he can't um but if uh just a quick recommendation and then we're gonna ask you for your elevator pitch oh yeah go back if you have access they were streaming for a while they're not anymore but the next time that uh Law and Order the like original Law and Order first season comes around on Netflix or something just watch it for like the pure comedy of them talking about computers in 1994. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god, they're astounding. The hacker element of yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh is god. just beautiful. And this look, can I just go into my pitch because it, yeah. it yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. It really just blends. We discovered we're gonna time them though. All right. The, so my pitch for this show is that it is a show that ex- exists like perfectly in this perfect time that was 1997. Sure. 
And and ninety, I don't know because my my boyfriend also does not watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I watch it whenever I'm like sick, whenever I just do laundry. It's a background show. Sure. Uh, Nineteen ninety seven. As I was trying to explain this to him, um, listen to some of the movies like this perfect time in art. Okay. That nineteen ninety seven was, Titanic, Starship okay. Starship Troopers, The Fifth Element, Ooh. Lost World. L.A. Confidential. Wait, Lost World, Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. Park. Okay. Men in Black, Face Off, Goodwill Hunting, Hercules, Con Air, The Devil's Advocate, The Full Monty, Batman and Robin, not necessarily great, but no. it's, it's to capture. It's influential. Yes, yeah, influential. Alien Resurrection, Boogie Nights, I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, you know, that teen sure. thing had already happened. Yeah. Scream 2 was out. Liar, liar, my best friend. Like, this is a very huge. I mean, there's more. There's yeah. Yeah. Air Force One, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, Air Force Gattaca, One. Jackie Didn't Brown. Didn't realize 97 was such a strong Austin year in Powers. movies. Yeah. Dude, it's a powerhouse, right? And uh, there was not a show like, like this the, This is the WB, 1997. Yeah. They still have the frog. There is no Dawson's Creek. That's not until 1998, oh, 99. Really? This mm-hmm. is the first teen show on the There's WB. There's no Felicity yet. There's no Felicity. Oh. So Joss Wheaton created that teen format of sure. like having the bronze where that, you know, Gen X band played. You know, that was a formula yep. that the WB used again and again and again. How else are we going to get Our Lady in, Peace on TV? In 10 right. Things I Hate About You. They all go to the skunk. They all go. Well, in every, that's kind of the cool thing. You've never seen this movie. We're going to have okay. to talk about this. And we also forget that Joss Wheaton used to write on another perfect sitcom called Roseanne. You're right. Yeah, he, he did. did. And yeah. so throughout this show, he uses all of these sitcom tropes. He like brings a little sister in mid-series. Like, you You're know right. what I mean? He keeps it real simple and real fun. But it's like, had you ever seen anything like that at the time? Like, fucking demons, and it was funny, and it was young, and like... It's still, I still... And feminist, and like, you know... David Greene, I just feel like everyone was like so ready for it. I was 12 years old. You're a writer, like 12 years old is huge. Oh, yeah. It's like like your most influential time, and like, I was just like... (sighs) I I first started writing when I was deep in the throes of watching Buffy. Yeah. Um, which like just straight up torpedoed a couple of the scripts I wrote in middle school. Cause it was like, Oh, here's this goofy comedy. But then I saw Buffy. It's like, Oh, well let's, let's make it sad for no reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were talking about season six. <laughs> season yeah. six is very sad, but like so much happens. In se- oh, so oh, yeah. what are the rules on spoilers? Or do we assume oh, people no. have seen well, this show? Well, yeah. Do let's we... just assume. We can assume people have. I All mean, right. So it's you know, a little, this is it's twenty years like, old. Yeah. The show is turning twenty. It is twenty years, years old, but at the same time, we do want to encourage people to to try it. So maybe if there's a thing that may I make a suggestion for yeah. su- for a starter episode yeah. for someone yes, who's never to seen this? this? Yes, please. Uh, my suggestion, because I don't think you should start too deep. I don't. I no. think you need to meet them while they're still innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say season one, episode three. The cheerleaders, the witches, if you just want the fun to see the format, to see like that beginning, I think that's a good episode. And that's still with the dorky principle, right? That's still with the dorky principle. You gotta have that. So so here's the thing. So he, like you said, like Brandon said, it's very formative for him. Schneider. I've never gotten it. I've never been into it. I, one, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit younger, and I wasn't allowed to True. watch TV yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's big. That's by the huge. time I did get exposed to it, I was basically already in college. 
and I tried watching it. We were dating in college. I tried watching it and I've tried watching it many times. I've seen a couple episodes with him. I think I even tried it from the beginning once. I think I might have watched the pilot. Are they in a zoo? Are they in a field trip to the zoo? Oh, yeah. The one where they're uh, they turn into hyenas. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Xander and a hyena. Yeah. I've seen that one. I think that's episode two. Yeah. I've seen that one and, and I tried it and I ended up watching a lot of Angel. I watched like until Four seasons, yeah. I have in my I watched, notes I wrote fuck Angel I watched took Cordy but gave me Anya uh, take, take <laughs> Cordelia oh really yeah. screw you I love well, Cordelia hold on. Okay. I ended up watching Angel up until the part where it got really dumb and then he was like no you have to get through it to get to season 5 and I was like no fuck, fuck Connor and then I was out um, <laughs> right on but, but I think it's because again I was watching it in college and that was a more adult show they were out on their own Cordelia was yeah. an adult like so I think it was just like when I watched it like you know so so I so, think it's well, just thing, what it, what's boiled down to me it was here's and here's what I figured out through watching through watching Angel as well the only episodes I fucking hated are the ones that Sarah Michelle Gellar were in <sighs> And I think I I don't have a problem with her career on the whole. SMG, don't yeah, talk shit me. about SMG while I think I'm in just here. Something <laughs> about like that age, Sarah Michelle Gellar, that I found horribly annoying when I was first trying to watch it. I have not tried to watch Buffy in probably yeah. eight years. So like it's been a while since I last gave it a chance. But eight years ago when I was in college, something about her, I was just like, You're annoying and I hate you. You know what? Like, not to get like too deep, but this is a show that was very important to me, and I personally connected to. Um, but I, I was thinking about this this morning because season six is so sad. How much of a show, or especially her character, is like dealing with depression? Yeah, this is a girl really fucking struggling with mental health, and like, and if you look at her. She has no she has no reason to be unhappy to, yeah. to somebody else. Right. Because she's like beautiful and popular and funny and she's the slayer. But like she's really unhappy. Yeah. And she hurts other people and she hurts herself. And like, I don't know, I think something about that as a 12 year old, like, you know, from a from a very nice family who like, you know, felt different, but wasn't allowed to like dress different or like express there, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, for absolutely. me, that was like, you know, that's that same thing as like the craft or like, mm-hmm. you know, it was that time of like a little bit of rebellious rebellion, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and that kind of like feminist kick ass. But also like, yeah, we're all like sad and kind of prepubescent right now. And, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's could a sh- use a hero that doesn't fit in the box. Yeah, it's it's a show. I think you really have to have gotten at the right moment i also did not finish the show when it like that final seventh season because that i had just started college at that point sure so i wasn't watching tv and they also like moved networks to upn for that final season um Mm -hmm. so i definitely get the like kind of dropping out and yeah yeah, it didn't appeal to me anymore either because i was an adult uh only like going back i'm like oh this was the shit this is the best show also speaking of angel i think the other reason i was then able to do that and be into it in college so i was very he was on he was on bones at that point 
Fuck that. You know, and I, I was already I tried to watch it that was more that I was just really into him. It. I think I don't like David Boreanaz. Like and I've never fair. been I've never been an, on Team Angel. Like I, I just like him as Angel. Hashtag but Team Angel. Was, I'm also part of the Buffy Facebook group, which is a very brutal place yeah, to be you, involved in. Yeah, you um, invited me to that a couple days ago and I'm already like, oh God, this might be a little too intense. It's intense, today. man. Don't dare spell something wrong. Oh, like yeah. you know, I, like I used to work I, on a podcast about this. I feel bad for everyone who spells Xander with a Z. Like don't yeah. come up in that Facebook group and do that. I, I used to work on a, a podcast about the Simpsons and Simpsons fans are the same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, if, if if we so much as got, you know, the episode code wrong, people would be like, what's your problem? You're not yeah, fake oh, fans. I mean, that's why I like wrote down some notes and like rewatch because like, I'm a little bit of a stoner and I don't want anyone to like listen to this and be like, she is not a Buffy fan. <laughs> she is. Guys, and I can see like, her face. <laughs> she's serious. Yeah, this is I, I'm, I'm I'm getting a little in, uh, freaked out over here. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, 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 no. But yeah, I think I think I was just I think I just had a crush on him in college. I think that's He's what it was. Cutie. Like I just wanted then, to watch like, him. Spike. Guys. But well, I was going to say, but as an adult. My fucking trash heart belongs to Spike. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's so, like, I was thinking this today, too. And like, I think he was I very it. rapey. He's a very oh, rapey yeah. character. Well, and also literally <laughs> and, like, rapey. Well, it was an attempted rape, but yes, v- very isn't there, rapey. Isn't there an episode where he, he has sex with Buffy, but one of them's invisible? Uh, yes, yes. That is in season six, too, when she turns invisible. Is that the one where they fall through the floor? No, that's the, like the first time they have sex. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, where they they fucked straight through yeah, the floor no, this like is it's like, the cats. Xander was like looking for Buffy and she's invisible and he's like fucking invisible. Yeah, so they got away with a pretty graphic sex Boo. scene on the yeah. WB. Z- Xander all I know, all is I know is that I have... Yeah, but he's got a twin, so if anything happens to him, we got to back up. True, <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I... I have a lot of room in my heart for garbage boys now that I'm oh, older. Oh, me too. And so I think I would be a lot more into Spike than I was the first time. Apparently, yep. so does Buffy. She has a lot of room in her <laughs> heart garbage for boys. garbage boys. <laughs> so many garbage boys. And, and Spike. I have really... a lot of room in my heart for garbage boys and also Willow. Yeah. Oh, I love Willow. Like, I mean, I was hoping we would get on that because, and, and who's who would have thunk she's like the biggest star to come off of that show? Yeah. She's definitely had the most successful career. I mean, yeah. I, I was definitely one of those one of those boys that was just my in, brother was in love my brother with lo- season and I didn't three. Get it. But I and get then, it now. But you know, it, it foreshadows the fact that I have a, an almost preternatural knack uh, for having crushes on people that turn out to be lesbians. And no, you know who you had the biggest crush she's on? Not a Buffy? real lesbian. Well, no, but but uh, she. <laughs> oh, character wise, yeah. you were oh. like, oh, I dig Willow. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. No, I was gonna say the one you had the biggest crush on ended up not being a lesbian. She ended up turning into a weird demon. Yeah. Oh, well, Anya, Anya. Anya was no. always a weird demon. No, Anya is no, my favorite character. No. Well, that was my first question for you: was Anya best character or best or, character? Or best character. Yeah. No, she's and also um, going to uh, once more with feeling the musical episode. Anya is like. Like the, literally the most talented in that whole episode, yes. like song and dance, and and they didn't have a whole ton of time to rehearse that no. actual episode, and she just kind of killed it. Oh yeah, um, of, of uh, yeah, of all the people that that knock it out of the park in that episode, yeah. like she is clearly in general. I feel like Anya knocks it out of the park for me. Oh yeah, well yeah. she's able. She's in that weird spot where she's like kind of a side. She started off as a like a bit character uh, who then became part of the team, but was still always kind of off to the side anyway. Oh yeah, so like. She she could be weirder than most of the other characters. She's kind of like could. a spike. 
little bit. She's yeah. kind of like a spike. Yeah. Like she's not there for a the lot other shoe of could this. drop at any time, and she could do something awful. Exactly. She could open up some fucking portal because yep. of her demon weakness. Yup. Yeah. I was talking about and Fred. Would be oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, my my ultimate number one crush from anyone in Buffy is Amy Acker. Oh, okay. <sighs> it's Fred, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and mine um, is actually also Badass Wesley, which doesn't happen until Angel. So yeah, you have to have gone through a season of Buffy and then like three years of Angel to get to you there. You know, I'm I'm personally, and I think this is my developed my taste in men over the years. I'm like a combination of Oz and Spike. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's, that's just kind fair. of how I've lived my life. Aloof, but also maybe a murderer. Yeah. Could be a little bit of a murderer, but like feels bad about it. Sure. Or, you know, feels bad When about he's it. given a soul to make him feel bad. Right. So then, yeah. So I guess then like coming back to our premise is like the idea of like pitching it to someone who like, I, and again, this is all fun and like I can, I can certainly talk about it since I've been dating him for 10 years, but yep. it's just like. I don't know. It's not it's not a thing I get. And I've never had somebody give me a good like other like your your explanation so far has actually made me very interested of like it's very feminist. And it was very of this time. Whereas it's so very, much of it, every it time remind, I've tried to yeah. sit down, I've never put it in that context. I've just put it in the context of like, I'm watching this and what are they doing? It remind. <laughs> I mean, it, of course it does. It reminds me of being a weird 12 year old who liked Anne Rice and the craft and Susie and the Banshees. And like, you know, I just want it. You know, I, I felt weird. I wanted to be weird. These kids were weird. Plus, like, cool supernatural shit. Yep. And, like, lesbians on TV. And, like, you know. I, I want to say it was the first. I could not uh, remember another lesbian. I think it on was. I, th- I think it was the Other first than, lesbian kiss on. on no, a, a Roseanne network. was. Oh, really? Which was another show that Jocelyn oh. wrote on. But Roseanne was. Um, Sandra Bernhardt kissed Roseanne, and it was a big fucking deal. You're right. Also, Um, I really liked Tara. Yeah, me too. I just really, man, I liked her. It was sad to see her go. She was sort of necessary to get rid of. Yeah, you had you had to if you wanted to get if you wanted to get Willow to the place she needed to get. And it was it was maybe sort of the beginning of the I, I can't remember what it's called the barrier gaze. Uh, trope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's called yeah, barrier gaze. And that whole Willow thing like extends so far past even the show into the comic book. Oh now, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, I mean, I- yeah, I think I know more about just from working in comics. I think I know more about the comic than I know, which about. I really enjoy. I started I, I just, it just only I've like a, like a year ago, but okay. I really I I think I just missed them, and just, I like yeah. where the story goes, and uh, it's still Joss Wheaton involved, and sometimes you get really great writers like Brian K. Vaughn oh, yeah. writing for them, and yeah, it's that a fun first, one to watch. That I mean, first follow. quote unquote season that they did, because uh-huh. they uh, after the the show ended, yeah, they did they did separate season, them by season. eight. Right? That's, yeah, that's not uncommon yeah. in comics that that are based on shows to have them be listed as seasons yeah i think it's um, super fun yeah. i i like it but it feels like it sort of lost the thread a little bit well because for, for me buffy the reason it works and the reason it works so well when you're at the age that we were when we found it is because every season is the next stage of growing up like season sure. season one is going to a new school or freshman year you know, season two is getting a little more comfortable in your skin and maybe, you know, you're starting to date. You're starting to get more emotionally involved with people. Season three is that sort of like excitement of, oh, I'm almost done. And like the 
Unending Possibilities. Season four is your first year of college. Season five is devastating. Yeah, more. Well, season five is is not my fave. Uh, Wait, you don't like Don? Are you a Don uh, hater? No, I've got no problem with Don. It's just the the story in general and Glory didn't do all that much for me. Yeah, no, I wasn't a huge fan of that season either. But I so much necessary. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you needed to get to season six, which is which is about I'm done with college. Oh Christ, what do I do now? And season seven is like, well, we got to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, we got to wrap this up. And it also feels, uh, I don't know, and I should have looked this up if that ending was abrupt or if it was a well-planned ending um, or I if think it was just knew. prompted on the network move. I think they, well, because I remember ninth grade for me was this amazing year where Buffy, Angel, and Firefly were all running at the same time. You know, I only just watched Firefly for the first time this year. And Firefly, what an amazing show that is. Firefly is so great. a whole great. other episode about oh, that show. Fire, oh, I loved I, it. I love Firefly, but I think it's time to let it go. It's It's yeah, been... just got it, like, it's so never, no. It's never coming back. <laughs> well, the people do you who think, are still... Okay, but do you think Buffy will come back? Because I think it totally could. I don't... Oh, I think wait, it, speaking. Yeah. Can somebody explain to me... This is another thing I've never understood, the context of between the the movie and, and the show. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I personally loved the movie when I was very like, little. They, I think that movie, I was like seven. I don't, the story yeah. is the same. It just, it's, a Joss, it's Joss Whedon's story, okay. so that's his movie. All right. Um, I mean, it's definitely different. There's, you know, there's no Scooby gang at that point. Yeah. It's just like Luke Perry and like, it's just a funny vampire movie. From from everything I've, I've read about it, Joss wrote seen the, it? I've, I've, I've seen bits of it. It didn't oh, do much for me. It's cute. Yeah, like, oh, it was one of those things where I I tried to watch it, like, I sound like a very, like, non discerning person in this podcast. (laughs) I'm like, I liked it. I'm, I'm, that's, it's it's normally, it's normally me. He's very discerning, and I, my bar for a thing is normally like, was I bored or offended and wanted to, like, leave? No, fine. It met its goal as a piece of entertainment. Like, I had a feeling like I was going to come to this podcast and just be like a Trump supporter. Like, any criticism, I was just going to, like, justify it or just change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Talk about one of its triumphs. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I mean, the whole point of this is to to present it. No, I'm kidding. And be like, yeah. It, you it know, was super 90s, but also amazing. I guess um, what I'm interested in is what you think is problematic about this show. Because that's Ooh. such a, you know, well, aside interesting from like, like I said, I just thing to put on. I think I just, just couldn't, couldn't handle, get into it. I just couldn't get into it. Well, aside from like the outfits and the score. Okay. Well, you don't it, it love the score. It, it's Nothing just, pumps so, me up like that theme song. Oh, the theme song is great, but... <sighs> Like a lot of their instrument, like a lot of their uh, needle drop music cues. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so frozen in amber in that time. It's super genetic. And like it looks really washed out. Like it's it's a good show, but it's not a good looking show, at least for the first few Yeah, it years. definitely looks like lower budget. Yeah. And like, you know, and I'm sure it was because WB was such a fledgling oh, network yeah. at that time. And like Joss didn't It's definitely sets. It's definitely well, like is that indoors. What makes, is that part of what makes and this is a criticism sorry, I'm going back a little bit. It's a criticism I've seen with a lot of things that continue where like the first season in the comic is sometimes somebody they suddenly have a comic and they're like I can do anything there's no budget that that was exactly my oh I agree and it goes wild and then you're like this doesn't work (laughs) yeah like by the end of the first comic season there's like giants and yeah Don becomes a giant yeah and they're like shield now 
it's it's really like it feels like it lost the thread of like what the next step would be in life after what they did in season seven and i think that that was the biggest well i mean they really uh, i mean at the end of season seven where could they go there's so many slayers there's so many you know the whole thing was like you know now the world knows about it and now you that you know that opens a whole nother can of worms yeah and i think the first two seasons of the comic book is kind of joss wheaton trying to wrangle in that decision that he made it's like once you cut off rick's arm you have to deal with it you know and so he kind of had to deal with that decision um but i again i think it's fun Uh, oh yeah i like a little bit of goofy i like the i like the um melodrama to it it reminds me of like it's very theatrical and and it it also sort of like pioneered the structure that a lot of shows like that have taken of like each season kind of having like a big bad guy and like maybe like a mid-boss sort of thing yeah and like it's really hard to watch yeah like it's the most wbs show there is and i mean that as a compliment um, but it's definitely structurally Oh, see, I think formative. Dawson's Creek yeah. is the most WBS oh, yeah. show there oh, was that, because that, once that show true. happened, then everything turned. He, took a he turn never really saw like, that, though. Yeah, no, you're. you're yeah, you're, he never really saw that. Everything but, moved to the Carolinas. And, hell yeah! But, but, but you're right that in that. Three hours from my house. You're right in that there. I I think that Buffy was probably really structurally formative. Like mm-hmm. it, there, there's definitely a thread that you can pilot between that and other shows, like. Like one charmed, I, one I, well, even Roswell. one I can think off off the top of my head, even more modern than that is without Buffy, you don't have Fringe. Yeah, you don't. Oh, see, I don't Buffy, watch Fringe. You don't have. You don't. Have you know, Fringe. Things, you but don't things have... like that that had like a big bad and a complex, like a slightly more complex story, but while also being about relationships and. Well, I don't. I think without Buffy, you don't even have things like Desperate Housewives no, or or Supernatural um, or what's this new one? You Santa Clarita Diet. Or oh, super, yeah. you know what I mean? Where it's where it's about the funny first. Yeah, you know, and it's like you know, it, it's not about scaring you. This yeah. show, Buffy you know? only ever scared me once, and it was in there's an episode in season four. Okay, called Hush. Where the, <gasps> is that with the, the masks? Yep, that's yeah. well, that's the one where everyone loses the ability to speak. Oh and the yeah, I don't like. Yes, yes, yeah. that the is a creepy episode. The gentleman like, float around or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that one with him. They're these creepy old like opera men who just yep. like float yeah. around and do shit with their hands and weird. just like appear in windows and terrify me. And I don't like get I don't get scared by a lot of like creature designs, mm-hmm. but the gentleman and fucking dementors freak me out so bad. Yeah, that's pretty freaky. I think in a way, and this will this will be a big statement that I'm sure someone on the internet will argue with me about once this comes out. Hit me. I think without Buffy, you don't have Doctor Who being popular in America. Oh, God, no. Yeah, not at all. As uh, popular as it is in America with the yeah. modern seasons. The modern seasons are very much structured like that. Monster oh, a week with a big bad. Yeah, so yeah. Buffy. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's it, it is structured almost like Criminal Minds that way too, yeah. where it's like the thread that's holding the big story together is kind of loose. I mean, it gets stronger towards the end of the series, yeah. but in the very you know those first it's, it's first seasons, you can forget about it. It's then... mostly about the monster that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, and the the problem of today. And then there's like this loose. Yeah, you know, thing that you don't have to worry about yeah. too much because you're 12 and you have homework to do, and you'll yeah. worry about it next yeah. week. They'll remind you. And I've was... heard you complain about Monster a Week shows, which is yeah. one of those things that I've never been able to then understand why you love this show so much when so many things I've heard you complain about in TV. They're I fucking feel like fun show monsters. I like art wise. I think the look of the of the creatures that they created yeah. are so unique and so like. Uh, 
you know, uh, oh this yeah, is before CGI. I mean, they're still these are still practicals, yeah. and they look great. Wrong. And they're I've they watched a so fuck fun. ton of Stargate. I have seen some yeah, shitty yeah, practicals. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think this this show it doesn't take itself so seriously. But no. when you look at it, you're like, oh, that fucking vampire looks great. Yeah, and like all of the monsters, it's were, a world. He created a oh, world, yeah. and all of all of the monsters looked like people like they they yeah. all like it was clearly just a dude in a mask yeah. and, but like sometimes it could be and they were all actors effective. and they, yeah yeah but then sometimes you would also get like there's an episode with a literal lone shark which oh, is yeah. which is like <laughs> the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen yeah. actually though making that statement reminded me i think that's it i think that's where i was everybody else was watching buffy and i was real into stargate i can see same that. time oh, okay i can yep. see same that. time I, I remember really Stargate. Stargate. I've been rewatching Stargate. She has. That would be a fun one to rewatch. There's an episode of Stargate with Dom DeLuise. Oh, yeah. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, and I am obsessed with it. I could care less about Stargate, but I love the idea that nice Dom, DeLuise, Dom DeLuise... Well, it's basically Dom DeLuise playing Q uh, from Star Trek, and it's it's fucking absurd. But only the four of them can see him. That's the thing. Only the four like main people can see them. So he's talking to them. Yeah. And nobody else can see him. He's like their weird invisible friend. It's it's and, like, a weird episode. He doesn't fit anyway. in with the world at all. Like he's mm-hmm. just doing like Dom DeLuise jokes. Yeah. Like I'm I'm half surprised they didn't have a scene where he's like in a kitchen and gets yeah. covered in powdered sugar. But, like it's it's yeah. insane. But I was watching I was watching Stargate. But I was speaking of I was very into charmed. Oh yeah, I, I didn't really like watch Charmed. it till later either. Yeah. I didn't watch it till Rose McGowan was already on it. Yeah, um, the '90s were very about witches. Yeah, I was real into Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yep. I was real into the craft. I was real into Charmed. It was just a weird girl who wanted to wear black lipstick but wasn't allowed to. I was real into rent, uh, borrowing books from the library about Wicca. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I did that every shit book too. in the library about Wicca. Everything. I have taken out at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. What were we gonna do with this knowledge? I don't know. <laughs> Wear, wear some crystals and tell people that we believed in the earth. Like, I mean, I part know. of me still wants to be that woman. Yeah. Like, part of me just wants to, like, move to Sedona and live in a trailer and, yeah. like, be a mystic. But Like, like sell wine that has been blessed by the earth goddess. Right. And, yeah. like, with the, there's a major problem with the, the center of the yep. tectonic plates. We must find the woman in, the, yeah. <laughs> in the, the wine has been blessed by the earth goddess, but not the FDA. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it occurs to me now, 35 minutes in, we should probably explain the general premise of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, we didn't. People don't know the the premise. I feel like people know the premise. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Teen Girl Fights Monsters. I think she's like the archetype of Teen Girl Fights Monsters. Well, and the funny, the fun thing is kind of too, is that, uh, you know, Buffy knew that she was the Slayer before the show started. So she like moves to town. So her biggest problem moving to town is just being the new kid in town. Not even the fact that she's the Slayer. I love that we didn't have to get that whole like, and I'm the Slayer. Like we didn't have to deal with the discovery of her being. Like most shows now, you would find out that she's the Slayer at the end of the first season. Yeah, that would have been the whole first season. Yeah, that would this have been the whole like, first book of a YA trilogy. And I feel like there are a lot of YA trilogies that like follow this. Like you are the chosen, you're the chosen one, and now you have to come save us all. But at the same time, let's spin now, the wheel of powers. What do, what did you land on? Yeah, and right. and that's a thing you see now with things even like Divergent and like 
Is that Scorch Trials? No, Scorch Trials is a dude. Go away. Okay. I'm obsessed with Scorch Trials. I don't know what it is. I just became obsessed with the billboards. It's book two of the Maze Runner, but he just thinks it's really funny. I just became obsessed with the the Scorch Trials billboards being all over Los Angeles last year. He just thinks it's funny. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you don't have... I mean, that's, that's the Hunger Games. That's Divergent. That's... Cinder, you know, that's uglies. Uh, you know, I mean, I I feel like chosen, our, our chosen childhood was save. a great time for yeah. young adult, oh, you yeah. know, uh, media in general, and, and, and everything centric. now. Yeah. And, and and I was gonna say, but it's the hero's journey. But for once, the hero's not a dude. Yeah, it's not exactly. The dude's not the chosen one. And I I personally can't think of a show before Buffy that was directed at young adults or, and kids, and also had the female other than like Harriet the spy other than like things that were on Nickelodeon that were perfect you know but but for that you know that was not a kid show yeah you know but the the, all the women were badass oh yeah and all the men were kind of bumbly yeah and like even Giles was kind of bumbly and not quite in charge and yeah you know but I think that was also both a man thing but also more of a like Adults don't know because we're teenagers and adults are bad. Because well, yeah, yeah, and G- Giles was like the teacher that you tell personal stuff to. Yeah, you know, like yeah, the I mean, that like kind of close with. You know, he right. was the equivalent of my like seventh grade art teacher that I'm still friends with. Right, a know? borderline inappropriate relationship. People <laughs> are keeping an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, w- I always wondered how Wesley and Cordelia managed to get out of that okay. Right? Yeah, I like, miss, I see, I, I can't get over that you don't like Cordelia. She, She's such a fun well, character. I like villains and I like like those kind of care. I like those like, I like bitchy ditzes who go through like a character, yeah. you know, Who suddenly realize like chan- when they're not in high school that like, I oh, I can shit. be a person. I don't mm-hmm. need yeah. to do mm-hmm. this. You know, that's that's fair. I just, I, I went to a southern private school that was uh, pretty much like mostly Cordelia's. And like not enough willows and anyas. So, but like, like, don't you love the times when you get to see Cordy get hers, and then like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I liked her transition. The, I mean, I, I, I liked I like her. her. I, I liked her more on Angel when they when they they made her more of a person. I didn't like her when she was like a mean girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when she well, that's was what we're gone, talking about. Yeah, when she was gone, I was like, whatever. Angel can have her. That's fine. Um. I think she's a very good character. She just never really. Wait, so on Angel, that's a show that after the second season, I was just done with. I just, I, maybe I was fair. an that's adult fine. at that no, point. No, you're, you're fine. I watched two seasons of it that, you know, I didn't hate it, but it, I was not going to stick. You, didn't, you, you know, didn't I was really not going to stick around for that. the ride. It, it gets really good did in they season bone? three. Did, did Cordy and, and, uh, and David Boreanaz bone? They did. Yeah. And then, oh, like, she see. became some sort of, like, spirit goddess and then had oh, sex with yeah. his son. Then she has sex. I said halfway oh, through, Jesus. we got to Connor and I was out. Yeah, her, her son is uh, fucking Connor. Pete Campbell. Pete Campbell from Mad Men, yeah. <gasps> oh, um, really? I love him, is though. His, is, I is, love him. He has a baby, but then like an episode later, due to some weird hell dimension stuff, he's suddenly teenage Connor. But, you know, speaking, speaking of Yeah, Pete, it's weird. Speaking of Pete Campbell. Things like that happen. <laughs> they, they managed to do with Pete Campbell what I, I don't think they managed to do as successfully with Cordelia, who is a character that like for the first season of Mad Men, fucking hate Pete. 
Like there's nothing redeeming about him. But again, him. don't He's... you just love to hate Pete? And I think this is an actor in me talking. It might be. That like for me, those are always the characters that I would want to play. Like I would want to sure. play someone like a Pete or a Cordelia or an Anya or like, I, I don't know if you guys watch Scandal, but right now Melly Grant is like my favorite character. Is that on... Joshua Molina's character? No, that's no. Um, the president's wife on that. He's... She's just like a southern <laughs> bitch. That's great. And it's great. I love those kind of, and I like to see what happens to them and what, sure. you know, I like to see where they go with those kind I th- of I, th- I think they managed to humanize Pete a little more than they did with Cordelia. Like, she sort of stayed a stereotype. Though there was that chunk where she was dating But I feel Xander. like everybody on that show in some way kind of stayed a stereotype. Yeah, I guess it was just a stereotype. I mean, I think, I didn't, yeah, I think they were just different you. stereotypes. They I just think grew like into if they would have, if they wouldn't, if they would have gotten too deep with some of this shit, it would yeah. have lost the fun. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. I mean, there's enough sad shit that happens in the show that oh, it's yeah. like, you know, and the Scooby gang is pretty big. Yeah. You know, and then they've added, they added characters throughout like Riley. Fuck Riley. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. You know, and these were Riley. main characters. Yeah. These were main cast members. I Riley, Oz, Cordelia, was Faith Anya. was there for a little bit. And then. Oh yeah. Faith. I didn't even think of Faith. I'm not a big Faith fan. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of. Which I was love, another reason I, I didn't want to get into Angel. Oh, I love her. But yeah, not don't get me Faith. Wrong. I was like, all right, you're a brat. Yeah, I just didn't like the character that much. I don't like those, like, fake badass, but it's because, like, I really want someone to hug me. Sure. You know. Yeah, that's a trope I couldn't do without. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To me, that's not a very feminist character. No. I I, I think she did a very good job with what she had. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's good. She's really good. Um, just, they, they when they brought her back on Angel a couple times later on, she she, she had a little more less to do, annoying, yeah. mm-hmm. and and even like towards the end of season three, which was the only season she was really heavily in, they figured her out a little more, and like the stuff with her and the mayor, I thought was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, at, at the beginning, it's basically just like, oh, so she's Buffy, but she's she's a just little, dark Buffy. Li- yeah, she's dark she's Buffy. Buffy she's Buffy, but she needs a daddy. Like she's a little sluttier, and she's a little more of a murderer. Like right, right. Um. <laughs> yeah, Faith, man, yes. she really throws a wrench yeah. in there for me. Yeah, well, I mean, she's one of those. I just, I didn't like that storyline either. I just, yeah. I mean, the mayor is one of my favorite bad guys ever. Oh yeah, that was great. That was such a good idea, and especially having the first two seasons, the bad guys be like a classical sort of like Dracula style vampire. Yeah. And then Spike. And then, and then you've just got like, Oh, just like the friendly politician who's also like an an evil sociopath, but also like really loves family circus. Yeah. Like, like one of my, one of my favorite moments in in all of Buffy is there's a scene with the, the mayor and Mr. Tricks, I think was his like secondhand guy's name. Oh yeah. 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 Where they're just, they're just talking about like Marmaduke and family circus. And like, it doesn't, do anything for the plot, but it says so much about the character. It's like, oh yeah, well, this guy loves you know, family too, Like, don't you feel like Joss Wheaton just had such fun writing that oh, show? Oh, absolutely. I just feel like it, it seems like a show that was fun to work on from all standpoints. Yeah. I think everyone loved being involved in it. Oh yeah, and you can tell too. There's like people's involvement in it now. Oh yeah, you know, everyone still who was involved in that show loved working on if that you, show and I, thinks fondly of it. I thought I, more about it. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say I thought more about it and actually I think the difference is that it was aimed at YA but actually the format is X-Files 
Oh, I, I feel that oh, same yeah, way. I can't absolutely. believe we didn't talk about yeah. that yet either. Yeah. yeah, I feel that same, same Monst- way about Monster it. a week with the thread And I think it, that's that why it got so me because I was like the perfect like X-File yeah. kid too. So it just like got but, me But their larger time. threads in that were often very adult. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereas and I think this more, is just. far more obscure. I mean, it yeah. was like you had to think about it there a lot. There was like a lot of like international like geopolitical stuff and like. Yeah. But it's this just fun Complex too like adult to, to relationships. look back on because you see Joss Wheaton like working on other ideas too like just like the whole introduction of the initiative like that just so later becomes you know the focus of what his sci-fi work is a little bit um oh yeah there's there's so much like he has such a distinct voice and even like a fucking hero man i love him and just love him even like i didn't realize until later on he wrote at least a draft or two of toy story which was like yes i did the most formative thing for me when i was younger didn't he I think he wrote my favorite movie. He, him, and Ben Edlund did a draft of Titan A.E. I think it was somewhere in the middle. I don't oh. know how much they're one of the credited writers, but I don't know how much of their stuff is in there. My cat's <gasps> oh, my cat's name is Akima. That's um, the main character. That's the main girl, voiced by Drew Barrymore my, in my, Titan A.E. Which makes sense because my cat's name is Planet Bob. Incorrect. Though Bob was my nickname in middle school for that reason. Continue. <laughs> um. I just heard it. I don't know if this is a rumor or not. And I thought you might know. Are they bringing a show like Buffy? Ba- like there is a, a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it's not Joss Wheaton. Um, it's like. A, no, a few years ago, uh, whoever. I saw that I'm on the interwebs. I'm in the podcast. I'll be back. Sorry. You're excused. Um, whoever owns the rights uh, a couple years ago tried to make a new Buffy movie. And they hired a woman to write it. Um. But it it never wound up going anywhere. And Joss was like, "Yeah, they didn't ask me to do this because I don't I don't own the rights to Buffy." Which is crazy. How does he not own the rights to that? I well, guess just in getting it in series, he had to give up a lot. Well, I think it was from when he did the movie, uh, which was you know contract work, and like he he didn't own the rights, but like whoever directed. Oh, that's the movie, probably why he did it with Warner Brothers because yeah. so their movies was with Warner. So I bet Warner Brothers just owns yeah, the, like and like the 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 people that directed the the film like Fran Kazooie or however it's pronounced were always listed as like executive producers in the show, but they never did anything. Mm-hmm. They just were the ones that had the rights for it. Right. Um, and in case y'all forgot, that was our LA talk section of this. We're in Hollywood. We oh, are. oh, who owns yeah. it? Who owns it? We're we in the, are. Yeah. God, we are so in Hollywood. But I mean, that just definitely colors all the things that, I mean, every guest that you have on this podcast oh, is yeah. going to have such strong opinions because I'm yeah. sure they're in the industry in some way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right? that's, that's who we know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. one day we'll we'll have fans that will submit and then we can have other oh, people. And then you're going to have like guests. Yeah. Like that, fan guests? That, that aren't, guests? That aren't they're just probably like, our friends. Yeah, they'll probably be a lot smarter about this stuff too. <laughs> they're all, all going to be smarter than they're me about like everything. They're not totally self-absorbed. <laughs> like, they're all going to be smarter than me about everything. Yeah, I was going to do their podcast, but like my manager said, it wouldn't be a, as good a networking opportunity as yeah. it could be. So I kind of just wanted to, to wait till they built up a little bit more of a base. Yes. Like they on, they only have nine followers on Twitter right now, and like that's not. Oh, really, are you like, serious? You only have nine followers. Well, like, I actually don't yet. know, but I'm sure I'm sure he checks. Um, we have we have but, ten because I am the tenth. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But I don't know. I mean, I I I think I'm gonna have such a long like to be watched and to be read 
list as we keep doing this. Oh, yeah. Every person who comes on so far convinces me like, okay, maybe I'll try it. And now I just have like, what am the I going to have time? To- Actually, I got fired today, folks. So I have all yeah, kinds of time. Of time. The key is, is like what? to keep an actual list of those things. Because I have so many of those like, oh, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to. And then like I'll be sitting looking for something to watch. And I'm like, yeah. there is nothing to watch. What the fuck am it's I It's been watch? hard for me to start new shows. Me too. Over the last couple of years. Like I... Generally, when like the fall season rolls around, I just I don't even bother with new shows until like the bloodbath is over mm-hmm. and like all mm-hmm. the stuff. Is do like get canceled. doing every season a dramatic reading of the like dumb one line descriptions they put out when they say what everything's gonna be because mm-hmm. yeah. they're always really weird and I think they're hysterical. Yeah, they're always like a man comes home after a time away and finds adjusting to his family life isn't as easy as it could have been. Like, you're like that's nothing that's a nothing description. and also he's a ghost don't you like, wish you could turn that option on on netflix like instead of reading it i just want it read to me like, that would be that would be very good that would be really fun or just like a netflix option that was like here's here's th- well, i'll let you know if this is actually good like if if it yeah. wasn't just an algorithm, if it was actually able to say like, no, you'll you'll like this one. Well, I mean, and I feel the same way about new shows though, because shows I are, get so emotionally involved, and I think that's yeah. why it's easy to put shows like Buffy on in the background instead of like investing in something new. Yep. It's like, no, I'm just going to go revert to my comforting feelings. Yeah, and you know, I've never been I much know of how a I feel about Sunnydale. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, you know, I've never I've never been much of a rewatch guy. Really, either. I'm a like, rewatcher. I'll I'll go back like I'll rewatch like old Simpsons and stuff or like old Space Ghosts or whatever if I'm stoned and it's two thirty in the morning. I'll but, rewatch like, stuff and he'll watch it with me. Like I'll rewatch Sports Night like once a year and mm-hmm. he'll watch it with me, but he'll never go like seek it out. Yeah, and Sports Night is one of my favorite shows ever. I just don't for whatever reason don't really have that. Just the drive to go back and like rewatch a season. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I don't have the drive to rewatch movies. Once I've seen a movie once, like I really oh, yeah. don't, unless there's something spectacular about it or like I need to watch it again because like, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I almost never watch movies at I home. almost, yeah. There are some movies I can put on in the background similarly. Like if I'm cleaning my house, I will 100% watch Bring It On because I don't oh, actually yeah, have to watch it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I you know what like, I do um, that with? Um, do you remember She's all that was on Netflix when forever. UPN would always play Lean on Me with yep. Morgan Freeman? Yep. I've seen Lean on Me like maybe 17 times. That's why wow. I've seen that thing you do about a million times because it yeah. was always on. Or um, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Can we can we talk for just a second about the, the very final shot of uh, that thing you do and how it's maybe the greatest moment in cinema history? Uh, when they're God. in the diner. Oh no! It's goodbye? it's it's when everyone leaves. And he's just and outside it, the hotel. And well, uh, the the band guys all leave. Oh yeah, and he kisses her. He kisses the girl. Yeah. yeah. And but then Luke it Tyler. pushes in on the like bellhop. Right. Who looks at the camera and winks, and then it sure. goes to black. And I'm like, what? This movie has not broken the fourth wall at all. And now we've got this magic bellhop like winking at the camera. This changes everything, Tom Hanks. But I feel like that was a big 90s thing of like break it at the end, Mm -hmm. break it at the end. Or like a big dance number or something. They love to give it to a bellhop too. Oh, yeah. I kind of I kind of love it when that happens. Like, well, yeah, it, it's because you're suspending your disbelief. Yeah, uh, and I think that's fun, and that's what I think about is fun about Buffy. Like it's goofy, and I guess if you're um, a kid now, it would just seem so dated and so mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you know. I've I've been so that that was the other thing I wanted to talk with I you like about. I like to I've, suspend my disbelief. 
I like to enjoy things. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I like I, to I have fun. I don't, I don't care for that shit. Um, I have been, for a long time now, considering going back and watching Buffy again. Absolutely do it. I'm... I'm so worried it won't hold up. Like I'm, you know really... what? I feel like maybe don't even start on those first couple of seasons because you kind yeah. of already know how you feel it. But like, get into the story of it, which yeah. is what I'm doing again right now. Like I started with five, maybe a couple months ago, and just kind of slowly been putting episodes on. Yeah, like and if I'm like, gonna do oh, it. Oh yeah, I haven't like. Thinking back, it was like, wait a second, why did you know like. There's a lot of the story that when you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense now. Yeah. I get I get that. I forgot that that was a whole reason that we got there. And- yeah, I, I think if I was going to do it, it would be season three, though. I sure. will. I will every couple of years go back and watch a bunch of the like gimmicky ones. Which which was a thing that uh, another thing. What are the gimmicky ones? Just um, once more the musical. Um, yeah, yeah, once the, more feeling. The what musical. Else is a um, one? hush, Any? the one with okay. no talking. Um, There's the puppet one, but that's an angel. Yeah, the puppet one in angel is is just buck wild. It's so Isn't good. Is there a puppet one or a talent show one in Buffy too, where um, the puppet comes alive? Oh yeah, the there's like a marionette. Puppet. Yeah, or there's something. our ventriloquist yeah, no, dummy. There's one in angel where they're all turned into like Muppets, oh. and it's hysterical. It's so good. It's like they, really dumb. They do that Joss Whedon hero shot where like the you know the main character is walking down a hallway with their people behind mm-hmm. them. Only it's this little puppet angel, but he's still got this giant ass sword. Um, it also it's real stupid, but it's funny. it sounds real stupid. It's also it's the episode that that yeah, yeah, yeah. starts the arc where Fred dies, and I. Um, but like I'll go I'll go back and I'll rewatch the musical. I'll rewatch Hush. I'll rewatch um, conversations with dead people. Which is basically just a play. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And like, I think that was a thing that Buffy was doing before other shows as well. Like, doing a musical episode has sort of become de rigueur now. Oh, but yeah. like, back when Buffy did it, I, the only other musical episode I could think of out that wasn't like a cartoon was when ER did a musical episode. Oh, I think. yeah. But like, and, and I generally don't like musical episodes. Well, uh, then that musical episode, though, got out a lot of information. Oh, yeah, exactly. Lots of important things happened exactly. in that episode. It wasn't just like a gimmick episode where it was just they were all singing and it was a, a, an episodic monster episode. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then it that's was like, no, it, like that's like I've when seen, Giles decides to leave. Like yeah. all these important things happen and in I've that And I've seen episode. that one with, with you before. And isn't that one in typical Buffy fashion? It's a musical and it's fun, but it's also just like fucking depressing because oh, yeah. you realize yeah. she was in heaven and they pulled her out. Yeah, it they is. All just she's assumed dead, she was in hell. The broads died twice. On yeah, show. yeah, because she yeah. just she just assu- they all assumed she was in hell and like like <laughs> also that sucks. Like yeah. you just assume she's in hell. Oh yeah, yeah. like really? That's what you I guys mean, think her, of me? I'm not bad a person. And like her friendships are so complicated, you know, yeah. and the way that they grew into those friendships are so complicated. Oh, and there's yeah. like these little bits of betrayal and like. Oh man! Oh yeah, it's it, like it, it really captures. To reflect on it as an adult, you realize how much it really does capture mm-hmm. that time, and especially like like how your friendships with people change in ways you could never possibly imagine. Oh right. Um, or like you know, you would never think that your best friend would betray you at all. You know, but then oh that that that'll happen, and it'll just you know it'll it'll wreck your fucking well, world. And I always thought too, like if none of that had happened, like would they have still been friends? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm. yeah, I don't think they would have just adding a layer of complicated, I, but I don't think they would have either. Oh Yeah. Well, if, if Buffy hadn't been the slayer, I don't think 
I think she would have just it would have just been her and a bunch of her and Cordelia and like right. their friends, right? Um, but you know, it, the 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 Buffy musical. You're right. It, it works because it's all new stuff. Like I can't. Yeah. I I watched the Scrubs musical when that came out, and it was like maybe my least favorite episode of Scrubs ever. And Scrubs has some fucking club bangers. Scrubs reminds me of like the precursor for Family Guy. Okay. Where it's just like you get a little bit of a of a story and but sure. just really lots of breaks from reality and yeah. lots of like uh callbacks and lots of Scrubs? It's very slapsticky. It's not I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. It's just yeah. like it, it all the episodes blend together for me. Scrubs occupies a weird space because it sort of slightly predates a lot of the really acclaimed comedies like yeah. Arrested Development and 30 Rock and Community. And is tr- and tried to do a lot of the same things, but more often than not, slipped up. Right, and like was so pro- like those first couple. Zach seasons Braff are- is so hateable too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a bold <laughs> statement, but he's so hateable. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're really, you're really not. Like, I, 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 I like me some Zach Braff, but like, yeah, I his his Kickstarter is the only Kickstarter I've ever unsubscribed from the emails for. Because I, yeah. I gave him 20 bucks for his movie because I liked Garden State. Oh, I never like saw that. the I fucking didn't, thing. I didn't. Yeah, Are you, you were the wrong? Other, yeah, you're oh. wrong. Garden State is not an enjoyable oh, movie. Oh, I'm sure it's not. When, when I was, you know, a senior in high school, it was like, oh, my God, this this, this is everything. But, like, yeah, well. yeah no, it's it's not, not a particularly good, <laughs> good no, film. No, I would say my favorite musical episode of something is psych but that's also my favorite show oh is psych your favorite show i've got a couple episodes of psych and i like it that's Um, my favorite show um simpsons has done some good not really full-on musical episodes with the exception of maybe sherry bobbins but they've they've had a lot of good musical numbers it's a hard one to tackle and like i said like uh they didn't get a ton of time to rehearse that musical either and you know they didn't do voice voice uh fill-ins you know everyone's singing everyone's dancing with the exception of the people that asked specifically not to sing who asked specifically not uh, to sing? Sarah Allison Michelle H- Gellar sings. She does. Uh, Allison Hannigan. She, she was like, sing. she's she's got she's got one line about how she's not singing. Or she's something. got yeah, she's got like two lines in that song. Oh yes. the magic shop. You're right. You're right. And then she uh, doesn't actually sing, but no. she doesn't have anyone doing it for her. She no. just doesn't actually sing in the episode. She she also gets to have like. Maybe the first and only cunnilingus scene that ever aired on the WB. During, yeah. yeah, during you know, scene they with were Tara. very bold they with really the lesbianisms. Were. They really were. Like some of that stuff now, I'm like, how? how and also, did they like, not offensive about yeah, it either. Like, exactly. there was not like those weird homophobic jokes that they got away with in the '90s a lot yeah. that you didn't like. When you rewatch, I, I was You're kind like, of oh, expecting, that's maybe not okay. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> I watch things from the '90s and early 2000s, and I'm like, oh. Like you couldn't do that now, but yeah. the, you do that v- not very often during Buffy. Will you yeah. do that? Yeah, there are a couple gay panic jokes, but like that's that's whatever that that'll that'll just sort of happen, I guess. But like it's not it's not nearly gay, as bad what gay as pan- I mean, I can't think of one. There are just a couple, maybe not gay panic jokes, but there are very much just a couple like, oh, this person's gay. That's the it's joke. Probably a Xander joke. It probably, probably is. I you joke. know I was I was talking with. Um, a comedian friend of mine a little while back and she had posted something on Twitter about how Xander is sort of the proto like nice guy archetype mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when like he's really kind of shitty uh, in a lot of spots throughout the show. But like, I, I just don't think we were as aware of that as a thing back then. 
Yeah, I mean, I just thought he was the dumb one. I yeah. think he's the Gilligan. He's the, you know oh, what absolutely. I mean? Like, he's the one that you send on a mission and you know he's going to mess it up and you're going to have to send someone to save him. Yeah. Though that, that episode about him uh, from season three, the Zeppo, mm-hmm. is is really good. Uh, in, in that one, they, and it's a structure that other shows have done, but it was the first time I'd really seen it where it just follows Xander for a week and he's off having his own adventure and they're like the rest of the gang is having like fighting some apocalypse or whatever but he just kind of like stumbles in through the background and meanwhile is off just like doing his own thing and accidentally saves the world and it's it's really charming and smart i do think the most implausible thing about the buffy universe is that um Xander eventually becomes like a national security like general really? or oh, something. Oh right, yeah, in the like, does, yeah, like yeah, and then uh, he gets together with Dawn. Like that's so. It, there's yeah, a lot there, of, there's some weird shit happens with Xander. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, that I, I will give. They didn't entirely know what to do with him for those last couple well. years. Um, I think he's probably for the me the most problematic character. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. Um. But yeah, it's it's surprisingly not dated from what I, from no. what I remember. Like Other a lot than of politics like, hold up, and you know some of the hairdos, lots of baby clips, <laughs> yeah, lots and of butterfly brown, twists, lots of brown lipstick, lots of brown, li- lots oh, yeah. of platforms, yeah, sparkly crop tops, tops, yeah, yeah, and just like the the bell bottoms, the ties on the dudes were just so wide. It's yeah, like not not like friends level. That's wide, it. You've but, solved it. Trump what? hasn't bought a tie since the 90s. Oh. You've solved it. I'm still not convinced that, that Trump isn't like a Buffy villain. That like, Right? Oh, yeah. That like it's going to turn out that Joe Biden is the slayer and he's going to just like, you know, at his, at his State of the Union is going to turn into a giant snake and then Biden's going to be like, not not so fast and punch him. Okay, that's, oh, is that a, because I was going to say, that's just the end of Aladdin. Oh yeah, no, no, no! Uh, at the he end, just of, turns into a giant snake. Yeah, no. At the end of season three, the mayor at graduation turns into a giant snake monster, um, and then like but chases Buffy through the school, which they've rigged to explode. Because just like all great high school media, which is really just Buffy and rock and roll high school, it ends with the school exploding. exploding. Yeah, and that's oh, I was gonna say, I feel like they did, the, you know, lots of shows did that transition from high school to college. Yeah, but on Buffy, you barely noticed it. After they blew up the high school, it was like, oh, this is perfect sense now, you know, yeah. like oh, now you're in college. Well, I mean, that makes sense, but it, it did always seem strange that they never really like addressed it. Like, oh yeah, they. Buffy well, they blew didn't. Up the but, high like, school. remember when um they bring what's her name Amy back from being a rat. And then oh, they kind of yeah. have to like explain to her that the high, you know. And I, I do think it's that. funny how everyone brushes off that the high school blew up. That's you know? true. It's yeah. just like it's how it's funny that no one investigates the murders that happen in Sunnydale. Well, it's all games on PCP. Day. Um, yeah, it's a it's good show. Good show it's all good around. Show man, <laughs> I highly recommend it. So, well, no, go ahead. I was going to say, if you, if you have any, um, yeah, that's where I'm start going. sort of wrapping up, if you have any sort of final thoughts or any particular episodes you'd, you'd like to recommend, recommend to people who would like to maybe try it now because we think yeah. they'd be into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I recommend maybe getting an illness of some sort. Sure. Um, yeah. Food poisoning's good. Okay. Especially if you have a laptop and you can bring your laptop with you to the restroom. It's great sure. to have while you're sick. Okay. Is is um, Buffy on any of the streaming services? Buffy is right on now? Netflix. You can oh, watch cool. the entire series on cool, Netflix. Cool, cool. So I know you said 
season one, and if you're going to start at the beginning, season maybe start one, with season one, episode three, yeah. okay. which is the witch episode, and it's when Buffy tries out for the cheerleading squad. Ooh, okay. yeah. She has just made friends with the Scooby Squad, so you'll get to know them before they've gone through their transformations. And then, as far as um, great seasons, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think season three and season six are yeah. the. You know, three is like the consensus best one, like that just from everyone I've talked to and just sort of read over the years. That seems to be the one where everyone sort of agrees like, no, this is well, it really got its jam. Yeah, it really figured out its jam by then. A lot of people don't like six. But I, I like six a lot. Six it's is super dark. dark and like and like it Joyce deals with had like died and yeah you know, like and like it deals having... with like drugs and there's like a and like depression. Oh yeah, because Wicca is like a drug. Oh yeah. And then the dude who plays her drug dealer guru is the guy who always plays cult leaders. Really? Um, oh man, his name is like uh, he was on CSI. I will show you a picture of this motherfucker and you'll be like, oh my oh, god, yeah, yeah. I've seen this guy in everything um how his name was anyway i'll show you after but the the guy who sells uh uh willow her magic and has like a drug den you'll see yeah. him he's like plays a cult leader in everything huh and he's like an ugly jim morrison guy i i, I think i remember him i remember when he's i was got watching the ugliest scariest face i remember when i was watching that chunk of episodes i was still a little too young to understand like oh this is just like a heroin den and i was like yeah why is everyone so sleepy and then her eyes would go all black oh yeah, yeah. They, they, like they they used magic as both drugs and sex for willow mm-hmm. which is an, uh, an it's odd to do both with one thing um, well it is very like lesbian Wiccan coven you know what I mean like that is a little bit of a trope in that oh absolutely um but yeah man witches are sexy oh yeah so are vampires just not when they're sparkly I you know what but I've never gotten into vampire things since Buffy like I liked things I liked vampire things before Buffy I was very into Anne Rice I read all those vampire chronicles but like so you're just into dudes with really good hair I just liked weird shit. I liked like gothic New Orleans and like, you know. Yeah. Weird shit. I get it. I'm well, not, so if I'm not you weren't if it, you yeah. weren't weird and twelve years old in nineteen ninety seven, you may not like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. But um you could try it. But, but you could try it. It's also just like very important for where T V is now. And I think oh, if, yeah. if, if you're a TV historian. Yeah, uh, which is like seven people. But, you know, if you're into that sort of like just seeing where it's how important. we got to where we are. I think it that really we can. Is. Yeah, I think that we can all three of us agree that, that Buffy is an important series. Yeah, it's yes. important and it's formative. And that if you do, even if it's not ultimately something you're into, that if you want to be a TV writer, it's maybe important to know where it came from. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single other TV writer that hasn't watched and just completely absorbed Buffy. Right. Um. It's like it's it's that. It, and it seems like it wasn't a particularly well-known show while it was running, but the people that it, it has such a huge legacy, yeah, that yeah. more people have watched it now than when it was on. Same with same with Firefly. In fact, I, I would just most, say it's like most that with all of his of things, his shows, yeah, yeah. With the well, like with the exception of like Avengers, which everyone saw, but you know, but it took him so long to get to that point. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, thank you so much for no, coming thanks. on today. Thanks for letting me geek out on that. No problem. It's been a while. Is no there problem. A, is there anything 
you i mean i don't know when we're gonna post this but is there anything in general you want to plug or anywhere people can find you on the internet oh i hate that kind of stuff okay well, you, no, do you, don't anyway. have to. you don't need to play you don't need to plug things do it all right all right plug. uh have a have a great plug. no plug no plug she plug. came and did Jesus. our show she's a kind human being she can do whatever she wants plug you don't want to know what's going on in my life right now <laughs> yeah that's i a, mean we do my boyfriend will like, be singing kokomo for the uh, fourth straight day in my bathroom tomorrow if anyone wants to show up for prince, that you want to get your glimpse you have, a, you have a real good dog um I that's do. not for other people but you do i do um I really, my hope is that someday he'll meet like an animal trainer to the stars Ooh. and then I'll never have to scrounge up freelance Instacart <laughs> work again. Um, well, I, you know, thanks, thanks for coming. Yep. Um, I can be found on the internet at Hell Yes Brandon across all the platforms and Beth. Um, I can be found at Girlodactyl and you oh, should I, also. I could be found at uh, Diana Deluni at Instagram. Right, the at Diana Deluni. Yeah, that's where you. That's where you that's go my for my Instagram handle. That's where you my go name for them is Diana Deluna, which is very uh, uncommon, other than the one porn star. Oh. So go to page two of Google. There you go. And I'm sure you'll find the real Diana Deluna. Um, yeah. And that's where you're going to get them dog photos. That's where you're going to get all them good dog photos. That yeah. Is, that is true. Um, and you can follow the podcast itself on uh, at Intuit Pod on Twitter or on I Think You'd Be Into It on Facebook. Um, and yep. You would be into this, it. This show is produced by our production company, Awesome Tech Industries, which you can also find on the internet. It's a fairly uh, specific name. I don't yep. think you're going to need my help to find it. No, I think you'll be fine. Um, so all that being said, end of podcast. <laughs>